Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me again is JD. How was your weekend, mate? Not too bad. How about yours, mate? It was good. Lots of racing. Do you drive on Dunlop tyres? Uh, no. No? Yeah, no, neither do I. I don't have problems with my Dunlop tyres. No? <laughs> no, well, wasn't that a big talking point of this weekend? Uh, it was unbelievable on the Saturday race, especially. It was just crazy. I haven't seen, I think it was like 15 cars that had, well, 15 tyre issues. Yeah, massive amount of tyre issues. Um, it cost a lot of people race wins. It just was like a musical chairs of who was going to get in there or get positions and all of a sudden they're off the track or they're into someone or yeah, locking was, up a break. It was kind of like, you know, you saw sometimes you watch a race and you're like, all right, we're in a nice groove now. And oh, you kind of see what someone will stuff up if there's pressure applied onto them. But this was sort of like Russian roulette. You drive around and bang, your tyre's gone. And, you know seemed to be quite random yeah i agree yeah it was crazy but we'll get into that a little bit later um we'll do our recap of the super twos will brown's looking good again isn't he for a rookie of the year he did pretty good in practice yeah yep lebrock in the nissan he's just he's he was just the form setter this weekend really he, he's found the groove in the car yeah apart from having that little misdemeanor in one of the races yeah um, we also Unlucky in race one, to be honest. I think Gary Jacobson pipped him at the last right, last lap in yeah. the rain when the rain started to come in. Um, Jacobson got that was his first race win for the season, so that was good for him to get one under the belt. Oh, it's good to have him turning it around as well. He's obviously the championship um, number one from last year, mm -hmm. so he's it's been a pretty slow start actually to the championship. We're already halfway through the championship now for Dunlop, um, so. That is a that's really big result for him to finally turn that form got around. He was pretty good at the last round. He just didn't have the luck, and now he's showing he's got the pace again. He's doing quite well. Yeah, well, um, we'll do our Bryce watch for this race. He was running quite well. He was running up, um, I think around about twelfth, tenth. I don't think he got to crack the top ten. Sorry, I think he was around about twelfth to thirteenth for most of that race. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure the issue he had in race one. He did drop back down to 18th, and I'm not sure if that was the one that he had the issue with Kurt Kostecki, actually. He um, had a run-in with Kurt Kostecki at the end, and he copped a 35-point penalty. Yeah. It's kind of... Um, I didn't really see any onboard footage of it, and the live coverage of it, he was... It was a fast shot. Um, I think he might have just went a bit too wide and run Kurt off the road, and both of them went off the track, and Kurt didn't finish the race, and um, Bryce went um dropped well, quite a lot of positions lost a lot of positions yeah, yeah ended up back in 18th um with the way that the dunlop racing is is there's only one qualifying session for it so you know it's where you finish is where you start um on the saturday race on race one um he did manage to work his way up eight positions and finished 10th we're still talking about bryce here that was a good race he now, I can't actually remember. There was one of the races he worked his way up quite high up in the grid, and he actually got spun by your mate, Will Brown. Yeah, okay. Um, not good. I Actually, sorry, I think that was the Friday race. Yeah. But good pace. Like, this is something that we were talking about this before off air. He is showing a lot of pace in the old car, but he's doing these... I, I don't know if he's driving it a bit too hard to try and get noticed more in this old car. Uh, I don't he's think he's definitely getting a lot I more he's air pushing time. It, he's pushing it a lot harder, obviously, because he has to drive the wheels off it because he's in a slower car. It's 
they're meant to be nearly a second a lap slower than the the new cars on most tracks. Mm. So he is he's obviously giving it his all and he's pushing quite hard and therefore he's pushing it closer to the edge than a few of the others. Um, I think he's really just after this weekend he's had to put his head down now and look forward for the Nissan in Townsville. Well, they do. Yeah, the next race for the Dunlop is is in Townsville, so he will be in the Nissan and. Um, I expect to see him quite competitive. He should have good pace. He's getting the pace out of the cars now. Like, he's not qualifying, you know, up the front, but he is still very mid-pack. He's still probably one of the best performers in the old car. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. It might take him a round or two to get his head around the new new spec car, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll wait and see, and uh, he'll, he'll turn it around, hopefully. But, um, yeah, Jack LeBrock took the race win on the... He's looking both races on the sad day. Pretty, pretty good in the championship right now. I reckon uh, with the pace that he's he's found in these uh, Nissans now, so he's looking quite good. Mm. Um, he's actually confirmed for Hidden Valley as a, a wildcard entry. Actually, yeah, that's another well. thing we'll jump on a bit later in the episode with the Dunlop. Oh, uh, the wildcard entries now confirmed. Yeah. Anton D. Pascali. How do you Pascali? Pascali. Yep. Sorry. Um, great weekend for him. Yeah, really strong. Um, not. Not the biggest team out there, too. And to get a second in the third race is really, really, really strong effort. Well, not only that, on the fourth race, after LeBrock suffered that massive tyre failure towards the end of the race, because he was cruising. Like, LeBrock had that race in the bag. He was seconds ahead, um, driving that car beautifully, like, keeping it off the curbs. This is the strange thing about it. He didn't really ride the curbs. He wasn't aggressive on the steering wheel. He was doing everything he needed to do to bring that car home. Um, and then down, coming into turn one, massive tyre failure, did a great job to keep that car on the road, but destroyed that Nissan. Yeah, a fair bit of damage uh, done to the car over the weekend. I've yeah. never seen that much damage from just the tyre blowout, considering yeah. it ripped like the door off. Yeah. And yep. the inside of the car, full of fibreglass. Like yeah. crap everywhere. It's it's something with these new gen cars that you've seen in the last few years. Now when they have tire failures, it's so much of the cars that are actually composite and fiberglass mm-hmm. components on the cars. So the guards, the quarters, the door skins, apart from the driver's door, they're all composite. So when they do have a tire failure now, it looks so much more dramatic than it used to be because they're they obviously steel guards and stuff. And uh, back in the day, so when it goes wrong now, it goes wrong in such a big way. Mm. They, they explode. Well, so. he, um, LeBrock ended up coming into the pits. They got that car out. I'm surprised. Like they ripped the back bumper off, chucked a heap of race tape, hundred mile an hour tape, shut that door, gave him a new set of tires and said, you know, get on your way. Unfortunately. Yeah. He, um, he broke didn't the see rules. The, didn't see the red light. Yep. So this thing we will touch again on because um it happened Fabian twice did over the, the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Did it on the Sunday race. If and this is not a new rule and there's people I've read comments on the internet where people are like what's well, this stupid new rule coming in or anything. It's not a new rule. If the safety car is going around the track and it's coming onto the start finish tr- like onto the main straight the pit lane will close. Yeah. So the idea is you're not filing into the rest of the field. Like you've come to the pits, you're going to have to go behind. He just drove straight through that red light. Yeah, he, I don't think he realised it was even there, and probably the engineers probably should have 
prompted him on it, but everyone kind of missed it. And as we can see, it can happen in the main game as well. Everyone kind of missed it and, yep, got the got the penalty for it. So I think he got docked 35 championship points for that, for that incident. Yep. I mean, that's a lot. I think he's still... Let's just quickly check up on the... Um, on the leaderboard. So Paul Dumbrell is still leading the drivers' championship, followed by Todd Hazelwood. Um, Todd Hazelwood's thirty-five points behind. LeBrock eighty-one points. Yeah, after that thirty-five point penalty. Um, and then you got Shay Davies, who's two hundred and thirty-nine points behind. So really, this is starting to look like a three-horse race. It is. It is going to be quite a good championship with these. Three great drivers at the front there, and obviously Paul Dumbrell with all the experience. But you got two young guns gunning for him now. It is going to be a really good championship. And I'm really liking it, the fact that the young guys are bringing it to Dumbrell and the older drivers in the field because you still got like the likes of, you know, Jack Perkins, who's you know he's done many years. Well, he's done a yeah. few years in the main game, and you know he's he's had to stop racing for uh, the main game for. Health reasons. Um, health reasons. But to yep. come back in here, he's, is he still signed on for a Pertec Endurance Cup run? I think he is, yeah. 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 So he's still, I mean, this is mainly for them to keep race fit and also a good benchmark for the younger guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's actually doing quite a good job in a small team as well. Mm. He's been I mean, he had really a bit well. of issues in, the, in one of the races this weekend. He had a steering um, failure. Um, it's always nice. Yeah, I know. It's on a good. really slow circuit. Like yeah, yeah, violent. with no turns at all. Like, yeah, it's just nice. none of it's high speed either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big, big shout out to Anton. That was a great result um, for the weekend. I was really impressed to see him come out for his first round win and first race win. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really strong result. Main game. Where, Where do you, you want to start, mate? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll quickly touch on my points of qualifying. DJR Team Penske sort of now qualifying. Yeah, they, they just had it in the it. bag. That they've, the laps times that they're getting out of those cars are phenomenal. They are just absolutely killing the rest of the field. I think Scotty, maybe on the Saturday race, I think, uh, Sunday, sorry, I think he set the lap early in traffic and was told, ah, oh, come in, pit. Yeah. The three yep. tenths up on Coulthard, and he's about, you know. Half a second, no, not half a second, but we're exaggerating here. He's like half a second up on the rest of the field. You might as well come in and box and just enjoy, you know, come in and have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they had it pretty well sorted all, all weekend for ultimate car pace. Mm. They were the fastest out there. Uh, race pace, we were quite quick as well, but obviously we'll talk about that later. But yeah, quite very, very good. Scotty still had the, the shine on uh, Phillip Island, a bit like last year. And um, Davey Reynolds, he sort of got the um, B-pole, as I was saying. Yeah. Tim Slade called it the B-pole. Um, best of the rest, really. He did quite a good job this weekend. Erebus did really problems. well. Yeah. Unfortunate problems in the race, but um, other than that, he did quite a good, strong effort from them. It was good to see ProDrive back, because you had Cam Waters in seventh, Chad Mostert in sixth, and Frosty up in fourth. Yeah, they did... did Quite a good really impressive again. to see Frosty bounce back after, you know, a pretty not the great start. Yeah, exactly, start of the year. I was Sunday race, but, you know, I was happy to see 
spoiler alert um <laughs> pro drive you know come through on the sunday it was good to see yeah no they've um frosty's a lot happier they've changed the brake package on his car and he seems to be a lot happier with the car now so hopefully that makes them a lot more competitive as the as the year goes on heading to the saturday race the first of the 250 kilometer races did you enjoy the 250 case it was um oh as in general for the weekend yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, having was. the two 250k races yeah, i liked it yeah it's much better than the sprint sprint races yeah i, I don't i, I missed the old uh philip island 500 so mm. it it was good to get back there and have a, not endurance but a, like a, a 250 endurances. yeah it's like a mini endurance i guess you call it but yeah longer length races i definitely like it brings more strategy into it and it's it's quite good i'd love 500 race 500 k's every every round we go to yeah well it would be nice but yeah. it's not gonna happen but you know we can dream yeah <laughs> well sad day dunlop what have you got to say for yourself or are you not blaming dunlop yeah i i i don't know i can only go off what the teams say and not all the teams are blaming dunlop no but they, i think they, something has to be said to them and they've they They've said they've got to look in. They're going to begin to work out on these tyres and try and find out what's going on. Yeah, I think um, it's just a high abrasive track. People maybe were running too much camber and low tyre pressures. Dunlop, obviously everyone was probably running the minimum tyre pressure. Yeah. And um, Dunlop upped that for the Sunday and they also upped the camber numbers for Sunday. But yeah, I think... People maybe got greedy because it was a bit funny that there were some teams that weren't having any failures on the sad day uh, at all versus other teams were having every car of their team was failing. Oh, yeah. Like ProDrive had the worst luck. I think Chaz blew like two rears. Frosty blew a front. I think Mark Scaife actually touched on it before the race, actually. He did quite a good uh, sort of look into the race and said the race was all going to be about tyres and how well you can look after it and who's toned down their car from a qualifying car into a race car. And that is exactly what he's trying to talk about is basically you can get outright pace out of the car and not look after the tyres, i.e. dial camber Mm -hmm. out of it and look after the tyres a bit more and um, and not get the the outright pace out of it. So they had to make like a happy medium because obviously if you're slow, you're going to be down the back and... Uh, if you're too quick, you, you're going to blow tyres. But so. these tyres weren't like... I don't know. I didn't feel like they were pushing the tyres. I mean, they probably were pushing the tyres to the limit, but they didn't look like they were pushing the tyres to the limit. And all the drivers said, well, they gave no warning. And these yeah. tyres weren't yeah. like, oh, they've fallen off the cliff or, you know, they've got to the point where they've become unusable, like we've just worn them and they've lost all the pace out of it. And I, that's what I took away is just as the general watcher of the sport... When they go, oh, you know, go look after the tires. You think tire life, not, oh, you got to make sure they don't explode and rip half your car up. Yeah, so it would be interesting to see some of the tires off, like the triple eight car and stuff like that, when they come in to see how much was left on the inside mm. of the of the right hand side of the car, basically the front and rear, because both ends were failing, predominantly fronts. But uh, to just see that, basically find out, okay. Well, there was nothing left on the inside. They got lucky. Yeah. Or, hang on a second, you know, maybe we've got a blistering problem. Maybe we've got something else. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like they were just failing after they got to a certain uh, heat sort of on the inside. So there's two, sort of 
too hot and let go. And yeah, exactly. Like it, it was over pressure, or not pressurizing, as in psi, but putting too much load on that inside edge and the the, the, the casing sort of failing. Away, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was more what was happening, not like what we predominantly would see with either going over a curb and it, it, it puncturing it and then it failing or or the tire falling off a cliff mm. and going heaps slower. It was more, I think, just load load related. Getting to the point, just giving in. Yeah. Um, quick thing, on the Speed Cafe article that I have up right now, this says the soft tire will return to action in October's super cheap Bathurst 1000. I thought all races were soft tires. Hmm. That would be interesting, actually, yeah. So are we going back to the hards for the rest until Bathurst? Mm, I'm not I mean, sure. I we probably should have we done a bit of do... research before, but I thought we were going to all softs. Yeah, I thought all the rounds were going to be soft, all the sprint rounds anyway. Mm. So. Oh, we'll see how they go. Maybe that's just worded wrong. Yeah, that could be. Um, like Maybe they meant an endurance round would be the next endurance. But we'll find out in a fortnight what yeah. they race over in WA. Yeah, the the tires on sad day. God, that was that was the biggest talking point. We did touch on Erebus Reynolds gearbox issue, unfortunate for him because he was doing quite well because there was that big incident at turn 2 at the start of the race which um gave yeah. a lot of people a free kick, but then you know, they sort of um everyone got brought back when their all their tires started blowing up. Really? Yeah, it did. It was um it was it was quite a, a weird race to watch. I was discussing that with you before about it was really kind of annoying, yet I really enjoyed watching it still. I'm not sure why, but Yeah, if it wasn't it was really unpredictable. All right, let's let's talk about the fifteen second penalty. <laughs> the the raining down of penalties of people crossing the, the into the you working get a penalty, area. And you get a penalty and you everyone gets penalties. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was oh, it was pretty was... out of control, and there were some pretty angry R8 drivers out there saying, well, hang on a second, if they're going to bring in that rule and enforce it, maybe we should have been notified at driver's briefing that this was coming. Yeah, and apparently that rule was signed off by all the team managers on Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, Tim Edwards had it on his desk when um, either Rihanna or Crompto went down, not Crompto, um... Rust, Greg Rust yeah, went Greg in Rust, yeah. and was asking him about, you know, oh, the penalty for Frosty. And he's like, yeah, well, here's the here's the rules. We've all signed off on it. That's all we can do. Yeah. Um, you, you think people you think learn they their lessons their drivers? quickly? <laughs> yeah, well, well no you think so. no one did it twice. Yeah. No one got a 30-second penalty. Yeah, I think uh, you'd learn your lesson pretty quick. Um, hard justice, I guess... The rules, the rules, and everyone had to abide by it. When everyone broke it, they at least they did do it for everyone. When it started raining down, they didn't just skip a few people. You would like, you only got picked up on that when it was on the camera. Yeah, and this is something. It's like, <laughs> if it wasn't for the TV coverage, you know, you're not getting picked up because they were trying to work out why McLaughlin got it first, right? Yeah, so they're looking at it, going, "Oh, maybe it was because you went into the pits too early." Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, well." He might have been a little too early when he pulled in, but not massively, not too, massively early. too early to justify the penalty. And then they went back to the start of the entry, and then and they're like, oh, down here's, here's him going in, in um, across those dotted white lines and followed by three other cars. And then as soon as that, then they're going, oh, well, they should get penalties. And five minutes later, less than that, 
97, 5. Everyone's yeah. getting 15 second it, it penalties. Was, it was pretty crazy that the engineers weren't all over the radio, to be honest, after Scotty got his. Mm. Going Obviously, everyone's pretty busy and they're not really watching the telecast. They're watching what's happening with fuel numbers and tire wear and talking to their drivers. On they must have when one they can guy get. at least keeping an eye on the telecast. There would be, uh, the bigger teams especially, probably not the smaller teams. But yeah, it was it was quite weird that no one was getting on the phone. Like, Well, the hey. crazy thing is it wasn't the smaller teams getting picked up on it. No, no. I mean, the smallest, use this in quotations, the smallest team is Nismo. Yeah, yeah. And even then, they're not a small team. Well, they're a four-car team, arguably one of the biggest teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the most successful team. Yeah. But um, Simona got picked up on that, and that, that really ruined her race because she was on for a great finish. We had a couple of really strong... Um, oh, showings? Showings, yeah, from a couple of drivers that we probably didn't expect it from this weekend as mm. well. Um, it, was, it was a bit mixed up, obviously, because of the tyres and the... And the penalties and stuff like that, that obviously shook the field up a fair bit. But Alex Rulo did a great job in the race and then had a problem at the end there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who hit him. Percat? Was it Percat that had a failure and he skidded down and yeah, I think nailed, so. nailed Rulo in the in the right rear corner, which ended up ruining his chances of a top 10 finish where he was doing really, really well. And he had yes. fairly good pace too. Yes, JD um, did come over and give me some pie. He's like, here, have some humble pie. What are you going to say about Rulo? And I'm like, it's, it's one race. <laughs> no, he's he's getting better, and I did notice this. He's um, he's outperforming tires. Yeah, he did a great job this week. Um, um, I'm not maybe sure. it just took him a little bit. Do I still agree that he's there? On merit? No. Um, on merit, yeah, he's starting to prove. I mean, he's still very much back runner, and he's still he's got a lot to learn. My only issue is it was we got these rules now put in place. Why break them the first year we've got them in place? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I he agree. Is, he's doing a good job. He's staying out of trouble. He hasn't caused a big accident. Yeah, and the, so, the team's been quite responsible with how they run him as well. So that's yeah, they will pull him wrong. out. You know, if he's going to start pulling up the leaders, you're like, if you're out in front, you know, come in pit, yep. get out of the way. But Lucas Dumbrell sort of do that a lot anyway. Well, lately, um, especially with. Rulo and Douglas, they've um sort of been pulling them out of the way. Taz seemed to struggle a little bit this weekend compared to Rulo. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Also, um, something I wanted to quickly say, shout out to um Erebus for sending over one of their main engine or car rebuilders over to Lucas Dumbrell and with yeah. a jig to help. To help get those cars rebuilt because Erebus was one of the teams that got out of Tasmania relatively unscathed i don't think they had any cars involved in the sunday incident yeah um yeah. sent them over one of the guys and a jig to help get those cars rebuilt in time so you know it's good 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 team into well not into it is it, it know, is teams very, helping other teams yeah yeah it's very good to see erebus out there helping out ah sad day cam waters mm, he's been after, a little bit in the wars hasn't he after calling Bloody murder over the Lowndes incident, which Lowndes did get docked 35 championship points. Yep. Ask me, a bit rich. Yeah, yeah, they um, they handed down the findings at um, Phillip Island for the the waters. Would you done the same incident. thing? Say you're in Lowndes' position, it's pushed you out wide into the water. I think he was pretty lucky, to be honest. Um, a few of the other drivers may have not just run him off, like gently escorted him into the the dirty line they might have shoved him mm. um 
Yeah, I, I think 35 points was pretty... Run. It, yeah. That's for the bump and run. Yeah, I think he was... 35 points is a pretty harsh penalty. Yeah, but I I mean, I'm a Lowndes fan, and I know Lowndes does the bump and runs. Yeah, he a, does. A few. I mean, I remember we at the V8s a few years ago um, at Hidden Valley. We were there, and we went and said, Lowndes, how's it going? Yeah, he's like, yeah, good. Just got docked 35 points for the bump and run. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You did that. Mm. We got that. So he's he's got a track record of doing it, but... A lot of them do, but that was what back in the day you're allowed to do that. Mm. But yeah, Cam Waters whinging about this and then goes and punts Pie. No, Courtney, sorry. In the boost mobile one Holden Commodore. Hmm. Very orange that car. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, I didn't. I <laughs> to be honest. Um, <laughs> Scotty Pie's looking car. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bit funny that he was he was a little bit in the wars in that first race in general. A lot of them were, but that first corner incident was pretty crazy. That put a lot of people... Um, that that ruined a lot of races. Davo, yeah. straight up. He was out. Oh, Poor Davo. He didn't have any luck, did he? he broke a oil pump belt. Yeah. Um, when he went through the gravel trap, they reckon it must have... Uh, Rockmaster got up in there and uh, got in behind the belt and snapped the belt in half and lost oil pressure. I mean, it's... You can understand it must be very easy to do. Like oh, when those yeah. cars go in, the amount of gravel that goes everywhere. Yeah. I always see it, same as when Courtney got pulled out and then when he drove straight out and like on the inside line, which is the racing line, and it's just Hit dropping the rocks yeah. everywhere. I'm like, oh, stay offline and do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're only going to hit that next lap. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, well. Well, Fabian. After everyone's penalties got put in place, actually, let's jump on the Lounge's getaway from the safety restart. car at the, the end restart. of the race. Yeah, nice he, effort. Well, how many end cartons up? do you reckon he slipped, Fabs? <laughs> yeah, I reckon he owes him a favour there. Because I mean, he did put uh, Lounge down to twelfth. Yeah. So Lounge got Lounge just went when the he safety did. car, like as soon as as soon as he got to the acceleration line where he was allowed to go, he did. Just like, I got to put as many seconds on the rest of the field as I can. I think he got three seconds nearly. Yeah. 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 Good job. I mean, Fabian was the one that was like not really paying too much attention. And then Win Cup and that didn't really go with Fabian either. Yeah. So there's, I think that must have cost Lowndes like two or three cartons. I think, um, yeah, I think Win Cup was kind of helping out a little bit as well. He was a little bit sluggish on the restart as well. Mm. Maybe deliberate, maybe not. No one really said anything, so he yeah. got away with it. But Oh, something. Um, Van Giersberg did a pretty good drive back to fourth after he got the... Because um, he was another one that got the 15-second penalty, but he took it during the race early on and gave him enough time to recover. Yeah, yeah. And drove up to fourth. I mean, these are one of the things... I know he had a shocking Sunday, but recovering to fourth and being that close to the podium and stuff is how you become a champion with the points. Turning your bad days it's something into Jamie right. did for a very long time, and uh, he was probably the best in the field. And Van Gisbergen actually turned that around last year mm. as well. When you have a bad day, you've got to make it a, a top ten. Oh, it wasn't that long ago that Jamie's bad days were coming second. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So Shane's definitely worked on that a lot, and he's doing quite well now with that sort of side of it. You know, points is equals prizes, and um, He's getting them. Jumping to the Sunday race. 
We know that Shell V Power Falcons had another front row lockout. Couldn't um, convert it this time, but... No, and Scotty actually can't get off the line. I don't think no, he's, he's ever beaten Fabian to turn one on any track that he's had pole in this year. Yeah, um, they did talk to Ryan Story about it in, during the race, and he said, well, you got to think that Scotty... Uh, sorry, Fabs has had a year of learning the bite point and stuff in the Falcon and all that. Um, it's going to take Scotty a little bit of time. He's like, we're really happy with how he's going. He's not a slug off the start. He's just not as quick as Fabs yet. So mm. give him time and he'll get there. But still, it's got to be a little bit of a, a bonus for Fabs. He's got to take some confidence out of that because really, if, you, if you're qualifying second and you're beating your teammate every time down to turn one, you might as well be qualifying first. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He really is. I think, and I'm I'm quite liking Fab's driving. All this talk at the start of everyone going, oh, Scotty McLaughlin, Scotty McLaughlin, Scotty yeah, McLaughlin, and then Fabian's actually stepped up and he's leading the championship. They were kind of riding uh, Fab's off. Yeah, no Fab's one, off. no one was talking about Fabian. Yeah, they were like, if they how's were, they're going, how's he going to cope? Yeah, how's he going to cope with Scotty coming to the team? It's kind of a bit like um, last year with. Van Gisbergen coming to the team. Everyone's like, how's he going to cope with Wind Cup? You know, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, won the championship. Yeah. Too, too early to say, Fabian, 2017 champion. Too early, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely but, with but, the way you that... Know, it's a possibility. With uh, DJ Penske t- seem to... Um, throw away races. Yeah, they're doing the old Ferrari throwaway race strategy. Oh, let's get into it then. I don't have notes for Sunday because I went to a mate's place to watch it. But I did say to him, because he's like, oh, Shell V-Power, they're looking very strong. I'm like, yes, they are. And this is a, I was wearing my Red Bull shirt. I'm not going to lie. was not super happy with the Red Bull results lately. Um, but I said, no, don't worry about them. They've got a way of throwing away a race victory. And boy, was <laughs> I right. Yeah, it was the... PRA show actually in the end, wasn't it? It, it wasn't, really was. Wasn't, it wasn't the, the other Falcons actually come good. I I don't really worry about the PRA because at the moment they're not a threat. Mm. I mean, they might be. They might be turning into a threat. And you know what? If we've got a three-way construction constructed constructed t- team yeah. fight, good. That's yeah. only good. That's 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 what we need for this sport. But in the driver championship. You know, between Red Bull, like the Red Bull drivers, Shane, Shane and, and Fabs. Fabs. Um, I don't think Mostert and that are really a super threat at the no, moment. No, they're not consistent enough. Really not consistent mm. enough. Um, they've started to find pace in the car again, which is really good, but that's really promising. Oh, Chaz was blistering pace. Like, yeah. he was setting some really good lap times. Like, we do have to remember that, you know, the times that Shell set in the qualifying were ridiculously quick. Yeah, 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 I agree. They yeah. were lap records, like... Qualifying yeah. lap records, and um, I think Scotty McLaughlin actually set a race record as well on the Sunday. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he in did. those on those new. T- oh, we got these new tires; they do explode a little bit. They were talking about Chaz's car as well. Um, mm. They were saying, "Why don't Why don't they slow Chaz down a little bit?" They, they had so many tire problems, but well, you also had they that, obviously he had reset a big the lead on Frosty and. Do you think they would have got to the point where... Well, Frosty and him weren't going to battle for uh, for the lead anyway. Let's be honest here. They could have slowed him down. And Frosty just did make the comment at the end. We're going, oh, well done to Chaz. You know, we're not the same team. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to have, you know, Pro Drive up there. 
Jericho's a bit of a cheap shot. Do you, I, and I'm still... I bashed my head to why Tim Edwards split them up. Yeah, I don't understand it. We, I was discussing this with a mate of mine today, and it, we, we talked about it over and over last year. It's probably, it probably sound like a broken record, but obviously he wanted the Drivers' Championship, didn't really care about a team championship, and um, that was the best way he could see of doing it. No double stacking of his two best drivers, yada, yada, yada. But he took the competition away from Frosty and from Chaz. He also split Chaz's engineer away from him. Mm. It just, so many poor decisions last year. And it's taken them this long to sort of get the To get everything back, back in together. The yeah. And, I mean, now Chaz has clicked with his engineer. Yeah. Um, hopefully, ProDrive will be this strong throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm not super holding my breath on them being, you know... Uh, they will probably win more races this year, but I still think our tips this year are going to be either Shell or Red Bull. Yeah, definitely. They look like the two strongest teams by far. And consistent teams. Mm. Um, GRM did a pretty good result this year, this weekend. Yeah, Moffat I mean, was actually showing pace. Moffat and obviously was showing pace, and Tanda. then we didn't touch on Tanda last, uh, last race, but he did. He finished up on the podium. Yeah, really strong effort from them. Um, unbelievable to think that they didn't know what type of car they were running until mm. last minute and uh, already managing podiums. So great effort. Really, really great effort. One thing I wanted to touch on was it was pretty crazy. So talking about the Dunlop tyres from Saturday, same tyres on Sunday, nearly no failures apart from Red, Red Bull. Bull. Mm. Now, Red Bull had no failures Saturday. Obviously, this is, touches on what I was talking about before. It seemed to be more of a setup issue than it was a tire yeah, issue. Yeah, because I think Red I Bull, think, Triple Eight sort of were like, oh, stuff it. We didn't have tire issues. I reckon they Let's went... go a little bit more aggressive because they were yeah. chasing pace. Like yeah, exactly. They were a little bit slow on the sad day, so they went for a bit more pace, went aggressive on the, the setup, and lo and behold, they chewed up some tires. And Wind uh, Cup and Shane both blew rears, but Lowndes blew front. Yeah, and on the same lap for Win Cup and Shane. Yeah. That they was were lucky enough to um have a big enough gap. Big enough gap so they didn't double stack. But they they were in love with double stacking on the Sunday. It on the Sunday. On the Sunday, yeah. Yeah, it was uncontrollable. I couldn't believe couldn't, it. Couldn't help themselves. They just they haven't double stacked in a while. Let's get it out of our system, let's get all our double stacking and you know, we'll do two two pit stops in two laps and we'll still double stack. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy to be honest. I wasn't sure what was going on when I seen him come back in. I'm like, is are they replaying it? Yeah, What's going like, on there? No, must no be one else came in, but <laughs> it must have been funny. Like we had this joke about it before of going, All right, so the cars came in, pitted, took all the fuel that they could fit in, went, did one lap behind the safety car, and all of a sudden you can fit another like eight liters in there, like how rich were one of those cars? Mm. You could just imagine they're on the limiter. They're limiter bashing the whole way around behind the safety car. Yeah. Got to burn eight liters of fuel so I can fit it in. Just plucked first gear or second gear and the whole way around trying to burn some fuel off. I don't know how they did it, to be honest, in one lap to get... They I just was just half expecting to watch the fuel guy. Just like, yep, it's in. Yep, all right, we're running there. But the car's fuel, just spray it out everywhere. Like, oh, we'll, we could probably drop like three or four liters. <laughs> out, like, just splash back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do it sometimes. The amount of fuel they lose out the side, like when they splash out is... Yeah, sometimes, exactly. Um, I'm not sure how they did it. It'd be interesting to find out. 
And something, um, fuel-wise, this is the first year they've changed to, well, first year recently, that they've changed to Shell V-powered fuel. Um, I'm going to do a bit of research into it, but they were running United E85, like that used to tell us all the time. Shell V-powered fuel is just 98. Yeah. Octane. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see whether that's just a branding thing that they're using mm. to try and sell, obviously, their fuel, whether the, it is still an E85 branded as a Shell V-Power. All you need to do is just walk around the pits and just smell. <laughs> E85, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've we got a pit garage tour. We'll probably just ask them yeah, what fuel you're using. Well, we're using Shell, yeah, I know, but you're using it 98 or E85. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll find out and we'll let you know. Because it was interesting. I was just, you know, there wasn't a big, there was no big announcement, no. really. There was a small press release. But anyway, back on to the Sunday race. <sighs> I don't know what to say with Scotty's pit strategy. Mm. Shocking. And then it was again as well for more fuel. Another car that was doing it as well. Yeah. Um, they threw that race away. They really did. Yeah, it was weird. It's like they didn't realize they needed more fuel in the car until, well, until the uh, TV presenters went down there and went, you've still got four liters or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, we knew that. We knew that. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. They, Fabian had the drive-through penalty because he drove through the red lights like we like um, LeBrock did, which we've touched on. So you understand why he's down in fifth, uh, 17th. Yeah, yeah, I do. But Scotty McLaughlin had no tire failures. Pretty much led the race. Because first safety car on like lap two or lap one. Yeah, everyone piled in. Everyone piled in. Scotty stayed out. So you're like, all right, I can understand that. I understand that, you know. Maybe he, he started with a bigger fuel load. He could have had the more fuel so they didn't have to pit, put as much, you know, couldn't fit the fuel in. Yeah. Um, could also explain why it was sluggish off a start. Maybe different strategy. But I don't, I just, scratching my brain to work out what they were doing. They didn't react. They didn't react to anyone. And you kind of do need to react. If one people, if people start to pit and going, oh shit, you know, you can't just have your one set strategy going, we're sticking to this. Well, especially with the fact that people were getting a gain out of putting new tires on, like quite a, a quite a, a big, big gain. gain. Mm. So yeah, it was making it harder at the end of their stints, but when you slotted back in, it, you know, you had to have a lot of pace so you could pass them all again. Otherwise, you were just going to get stuck behind these cars. And, I also um, think it was they didn't expect everyone to run as long as they did on the tyres because even Dr. Ryan Story was saying to the tele telecast, like, oh, yeah, they're done on fuel, but, you know, they've still got, I think it was 20 or 30 laps or something to do on a set of tyres. Yeah. They're like, oh, they still got to do all these laps on these tires. They're never going to make it. And I was like, yeah, I can understand why you'd think be a bit cautious on tires after the day before. Yep. But the rest of the team, the rest of the cars did great. Like you, Fabian, uh, not Fabian, uh, Mostert didn't really look like he was conserving his tires until like the last two laps, where yeah. he sort of dropped that gap back down to I don't know four seconds or something. Yeah, yeah, he, he looked like he was pushing quite hard, to be honest. He was mm. setting fastest times and stuff like that. It was, it was crazy. Weird. Um, but we'll um, wrap up the results for race six. Chas Mostert did come home first, followed by Frosty, bringing a pro drive 1-2. Strong David, effort from Re Reynolds in third. Yeah, Erebus, good result. And um, 
Dale Wood in eighth as well. So that's a third and eighth. That's that's a pretty good result for them. Yeah, solid effort for them this weekend. Uh, Moffat in fourth, which we've touched on. GRM, pretty good result. Lee Holsworth, great result, fifth. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see him having some luck and turn the car around back in fifth there. Cam Waters recovered from a shocking Saturday for a six in Sunday. Um, Garth Tander backed up his podium with a seventh. Uh, Dale Wood, we've touched on. Uh, Rick Kelly and Michael Caruso rounding out the top ten. What oh, did didn't the Nissans get into a little uh, bit of a battle? I was going to say, what did you think of the little battle that uh, Crusoe, Todd, and Rick were having <sighs> when uh, Todd fed Crusoe wide? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I think I don't know. I just don't know what they were thinking. Maybe they're just races at heart, and they just got a race. Maybe they were just having a little bit of fun. Maybe they just wanted to bend up a few more panels. Maybe. I mean, Todd already had the big incident in uh, race one where he smashed into the um, the, the tire barrier, barrier around the, the Marshalls area. Yeah, did his side of the car. Yeah, that really did quite a lot of damage on that yeah, car. Yeah, it too. was it was quite big. Um, I still think this is Todd's last year. So you you were Kimmy gone last year. I'm Todd gone. Yeah. Okay. Last week, Kimmy gone. We were talking. Todd gone. We were talking about um. That today as well, we, you know. Todd goes, LeBrock comes up. Yeah, probably makes sense, doesn't it? It does. I mean, Todd, the LeBrock's signed on for Nissan. He's a, I think he's actually racing with Todd. Yeah, at um in Bathurst the endurance. And, yeah, yeah. So it just makes sense that you know. There you go. Move on. Todd needs to step down, and we've said this a lot. He, he needs to. He's a lot more competitive this year than he has been, but... He is, and this is another thing. Maybe it's with the fuel. They're not burning as much fuel now. They can actually go. Yeah. But I, I, I think he should he should run the race team and not worry about driving. He's doing quite a good job of running the team now, so, yeah, I think that's something they could probably stick to. Oh, on, the whole, on the whole, it was a great round. Hmm? Very exciting. It was. It was quite an exciting round, even with all the penalties and tyres blowing. I guess it made it so you... Hit, you you were captivated by the whole races because you didn't know if anything was going to happen or when it was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You were sitting ticking. there going, all right, it looks like everything's status quo now, but who knows what could happen. Exactly. And What's around it, the corner? When you didn't think it was going to happen, it happened. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a great round to watch. Great track. I like Phillip Island. It was good to have the 500 back there and uh, really enjoyable, yeah. Mm. So in two weeks, we head over to Western Australia. Yep. Should be a good race. Barbagello again. We'll um we won't do our tips this week. We'll do our tips next week. We're gonna I'm gonna F1. ask you your tips of F one this weekend in Russia. Ferrari or Mercedes? Or a third person, who do you think? I'm gonna say Ooh, it's a hard one now, isn't it? It's so close now. Yeah. I think I think Ferrari again, to be honest. Yeah. I reckon can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm leaning towards Lewis. Yeah, it it is a hard one between Vettel and, and Lewis. I think Ferrari have the better race car at the moment, package. Mm-hmm. And I think that track will be harder for Mercedes. Is much passing? I... No, not as, it's not as passable as sort of Bahrain. So I think, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. Because if Mercedes get caught behind Ferrari... I think that it'll all be over for them sort of thing. Ferrari yeah. will be out of control of the race, but we'll soon see. We'll, we'll soon find see. out. So we'll be back next week for another episode.
every week now. At the every moment. week, <laughs> I know, and I I don't know if this is going to stop. Two weeks, and then the week after that, it's V8s again. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm pretty sure after um after the Formula One in Russia, I think they got two week break. Then they're into Spain, where Red Bull will be getting a big upgrade, and apparently, Renault, uh, not Renault. The McLarens, Honda. Honda, are getting a big upgrade. Yep. Oh, yes, and you'd be good to know that Sauber are very close to signing a deal with Honda for 2018. Yeah, run, Sauber, run. <laughs> oh, quick update. Super Utes. Yeah, we were talking about um, this, actually, yep. They're, being post- they're looking like they're going to be postponed. I can't say they will be because this is not being confirmed yet, but... There's a lot of news coming out that they're going to be delayed until 2018. Yeah, yep. So, I was looking forward to this. I'm not 100% sure why now, the more I think about it. Diesel racing, you know. But I just think I like the idea of it. But I don't know if it's going to be executed rightly. And I think that's one of the reasons why. And I think they've only built three cars. Is one of the reasons why they're looking at delaying it. Yeah, I'd say that it's just not had the support as well that they wanted they don't want to start a series with um well, only one packing. manufacturer. I mean, the V8 supercars is being very quiet on this um this topic. If you go on to the V8 supercar uh, supercars.com forward slash super utes, I think there's only two news articles about it. One they've got a shock supplier and um the other one is Mitsubishi come on board as a manufacturer. Yeah, they're not publicizing it very much. Yeah, they're I really don't know if that's the lack nothing. of things happening or poor publicity, but... But the, super, the, the V8 Utes were back at action again at Phillip Island. I didn't really watch too much of the racing, but very shocked to see that because I thought they were defunct. Yeah, I thought it was over now, but obviously yeah, I not. thought they got bought and done, but maybe they just had enough cars there and wanted to fill in undercard. Maybe. But we'll find out, and if we do, we'll let you know. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for joining us for another episode of Breaking Late. If you can leave a review on iTunes, that helps us out a lot. Um, Like and share our page. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Hit us up on Facebook or via email and ask us some questions or anything you want to hear about. Yeah, so our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Breaking Late, and our email address is breakinglate at gmail.com. That's us done and dusted this week. We will see you again next week. Um, For Formula One. For Formula One. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.